Our next storyteller. Next storyteller. Your next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Hello and welcome to The Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme. Your next storyteller is author and screenwriter Cornblum Katz. Cornblum shared this story on April 17th, 2019. The theme of the evening was Nailing It. When I came out to my family as a transgender man, the reaction boiled down to, well, we always knew there was something weird about you. At least now we know what it is. So, how about them Broncos? Are they going to be mathematically eliminated by Thanksgiving or what? After the news had time to sink in a little, reactions started to diverge, talking about both my past and my future. My dad, who is in the audience tonight, hi dad, not sure you knew what you were in for, sorry. Um, He grumbled that, had he possessed any inkling when I was a kid, he'd have bought me far fewer stuffed animals and far more footballs. Given that my complete and utter lack of muscular coordination meant that I was unlikely to become the subject of an Oscar-contending drama about a kid who overcomes bullying and discrimination to win the Heisman Trophy, I was able to reassure him that he hadn't wasted his money that badly. (laughs) My uncles and male cousins, meanwhile, were looking to the future. They decided it was their duty to bestow upon me the most crucial pieces of advice they felt I'd need to join the boys' club as a full-fledged member. Always, always put as much distance between you and the other guy at the urinals as you possibly can, they told me. And I think this was about the same manner that I would imagine Moses must have told his followers that they needed to stop killing each other and stooping their neighbor's wives. Happy Passover to everybody who's celebrating on Friday. Also, my cousins added, never, ever make eye contact. Well, how else is a gay guy who doesn't have the abs for a grinder profile yet supposed to get a date, was what I thought. (laughs) Though at the time, all I told them was that I was a long way off from needing to put their wisdom into practice. But it did get me thinking about how much of my life I'd spent bemoaning the plumbing equipment I'd been born with. Over a decade of hiking 14,000-foot mountains has left me a bit eh, cavalier on occasion about exposing my nethers to the elements in order to siphon off excess coffee. But it would be nice, I've often thought, if I could relieve my excitable bladder without giving my trailmates a full moon at noon. It took the entirety of the 2018 hiking season of, well, more exposing my sensitive bits to... uh, passing wind gusts, before I finally had both the courage as well as the financial incentive needed to reach deep down and find my man parts, or at least order them off Amazon. (laughs) Grandma had given me a check for Hanukkah that would just about cover the cost of the stand-to-pee packer that I'd been eyeballing in what I promised was a totally non-pervy sort of way. Oh, and uh, for those of you who come for more, we share everything, no-holds-barred types of backgrounds than I do. Let me just reassure you that Grandma has, as far as I can recall at least, maybe my dad can correct you later, never been in the habit of asking her grandchildren what they did with their birthday and Hanukkah earnings. My guess is that this is because she suspected way deep down that if she did get into that habit, she would one day have to hear the older granddaughter turn second youngest grandson shouting across the dinner table an explanation, It's a flaccid dildo with a funnel running through it, Grandma! <laughs> In 
in light of my unfortunate tendency to sometimes overshare the least family-friendly tidbits about my life anyway, it's probably just as well that my new uh, package arrived the Monday before Christmas after my Denver-based relatives had already absconded for the warmer climes of Florida. I myself was supposed to join my parents and stepbrother in Mexico, but thanks to the U.S. State Department's open, transparent, and ultimately transgender-friendly policies, I'd been screwed out of a passport with my new name and gender on it in enough time to join them, so I had nothing but time on my hands over Christmas. I decided I might as well put it to good use, transforming myself into the Wizard of Whizzing. Before I officially let it all hang out, though, I felt it was absolutely necessary to spend a few minutes playing with my new equipment. (laughs) It's fairly anatomically accurate, though mine, which is the large size, is larger in its floppy state than some of the ones I've seen in real life at full throttle. (laughs) And, uh... Just as a quick aside, given that I feel like at least 99% of the population who's ordering these things is, you know, men, is there a real need for the small size? I mean, has anybody in the history of the internet ever ordered the small size? (laughs) Back to my amazing supersized synthetic schlong. Once I'd given it the awestruck examination it deserved, it was time to accord it the heft of gravity it deserved, which, of course, I gave it by waving it around while making lightsaber noises on my way to the bathroom. (laughs) My first time went about like you'd expect a first time with a brand new penis to go. Lots of tears, lots of other bodily fluids, lots of them all over the place. Luckily for me, I'd read on a trans dude support forum that it's best to start off in the tub and then work your way to the toilet. And it was good that I decided to take that advice right away, but unfortunately, the tub in question was serviced by pipes that are apparently intimately connected to my upstairs neighbors. Now, why, you might ask, is this relevant? And, oh boy, do I wish I were able to ask the same thing. Unfortunately, as I would learn later on, the neighbors in question had sold their condo and the sale was supposed to close right after the holidays, which meant that they had the holidays to prepare and repair their unit for the new owners coming in, and they decided to do some renovations to the bathroom. Renovations that necessitated shutting off the hot water to their, and by extension, my bathroom, and leaving it shut off for the whole night. And did I mention that this was December, and it was cold, and the way the heating is set up in my place, it doesn't exactly heat that well, so I would be risking frostbite to some very embarrassing places if I were to take a cold shower after what I'd done to my body? Amazingly enough, having to bathe myself with wet wipes and pretend like my laundry hamper didn't newly smell like a New York City subway station in July didn't dissuade me from trying again. And again. And again. I just seem to be chronically unable to go with the flow. (laughs) And the internet didn't really have much in the way of helpful advice for people who are in my particular situation at the time, trans dude support forums are by their nature serviced by a fairly limited percentage of the population, and common sense dictates that it's really not a good idea to to do a Google search using the phrase potty training boys when you're a 30-something child-free man. (laughs) 
So I persevered on my own. And finally, finally, after much trial and error, even more bleach, and even more hand sanitizer still, I at last got the pee to come out the business end of the funnel. And only that end of the funnel. As a single, unified, harmonious, uncrossed stream. I felt like I was ready for the big time. I gave it a few more tries in the tub just to make sure I could repeat my success of going drain to drain with no detours. And then I did it. I went pee-pee in the potty like a big boy. There's been more learning to do ever since because when you haven't been used to uh, peeing with your underwear still on, except for a few drunken nights in college, that takes a little bit of getting used to. And after that, there's been a little more still of then learning how to pee with pants on, which has been even more of a mixed bag, because if, like me, you'll have to wait until next Hanukkah, and probably several Hanukkahs after that, before you have enough money to go entirely over to the men's section of the clothing store, and you'll find that the flies on women's pants don't quite lower enough for you to accommodate yourself as well as you need, let's just say. So you'll at least have to lower the waistline to the fullest part of your cheeks. <laughs> that means that it's probably going to be another little while yet before I have to put my cousin's and uncle's urinal etiquette protocols to good use. But at least I know that when I have to answer the call of nature while I'm out in nature, I will only be giving passing hikers a half moon. <laughs> It's small consolation for the fact that I will never learn to throw a football well enough to be the Broncos' salvation in years to come. Thank you. Yeah, keep it going for Corn Loop Cats! So great. The Narrators is produced by me, Ron Doyle, Sidney Crane, and Aaron Rollman. Help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, and Scott Carney. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Bumport Theater Company, Illegal Pete's, From the Hip Photo, and Great Divide Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whalehawk, and we'd also like to thank Horse Girl, who provided the outro music you're listening to right now. If you're in Denver, join us for one of our live monthly shows, which take place every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. For more information about today's storyteller or the narrators, check the show notes for this episode or visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs>